0: The following podcast contains coarse language and adult themes. This week on the show, we've battled mutant cults, corrupt military leaders, phoenixes dark and otherwise, and... There have been casualties. Losses on both sides. Now, with the mouse house devouring fox, who knows what's next? In our final X-based episode, we chat the hoped-for bright future, the animated past, and the return of one Mr. Hugh Jackman. I'm Riggs.
1: I'm Baby (laughs) Bloodax. (laughs)
0: he's baby blood axe and this is the phil maddox podcast hey folks and welcome back to the Filmatics podcast we're so glad to have you here i'm here with baby bloodaxe uh who is the the illegitimate child of bloodaxe and madonna which is fucking weird um how you doing baby (laughs) bloodaxe
1: i'm doing okay i can't do the voice the whole time
0: (laughs) That's totally fair. That that joke is going to make a whole lot more sense when Rebel Moon actually comes out. Um, so uh, everybody, wait for Rebel Moon. Um, so here we are. We're back at it. We're, we're finishing up our our X Men series. Uh, we had a couple of bonuses in between there, but uh, back on our X Men shit. Um, so we're going to go through a few things about um, you know the the uh, outside of the cinema. Um, oh, this outside of the X Men cinematic universe, uh, talking mostly about the animated series from the '90s, which is still fucking rules. Um, some of the animation's hilarious, but uh, and, and we'll, we'll chat a little bit about yeah, what what might be on the offing. Now that uh, Marvel has back control of the mutants uh, and the mutant territories um, and, you know, things have popped up in Miss Marvel and in WandaVision and and all that stuff of, uh, well, not so much WandaVision, but, um, you know, the Scarlet Witch already had her powers. Is she a mutant? Is she the Scarlet Witch? Who knows? It's all up in the air. Um, But uh, and we'll also uh, lead into um, a little bit of a conversation, you know. Everything that needs to be said about Deadpool has been said, but it is interesting that Wolverine uh, or Hugh Jackman as Logan is coming back after Logan, uh, which was a very definitive end. Um, But before we do all that, how are you, sir? It's Um, been some time. Yeah. We had a bit of time off, so apologies for that.
1: No, it's it's all good. It was a good time off. Yeah. It it feels really great to do this again. Mm. And uh,
0: It's been a couple of weeks.
1: By the time we're recording this, it's 15 days since we recorded the first episode.
0: As in, it's like a year? <laughs> yep. Oh my God. That's crazy. That's really crazy. How about that, everybody? I'm only really up to episode 26, but that's okay. We didn't do one every week and we did some bonus ones in there anyway. So, um, I'm so, so glad to be here. It's been a great year working with Addy on this. Um, we'll do a more sort of, you know, uh, a, a celebratory episode of our one year. Maybe that'll be the next episode, looking back on some of the funny shit we did. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so happy to be here, and so happy that people are listening again. Those those YouTube views are just skyrocketing. I don't know if the algorithm's wrong or if it's just like people passing through as they scroll if that counts. But I fuck it. If half those people are listening, um, that's really really good. Yeah. Anyway. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's X-Men. It's uh, part three. And uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes, we're going to do... There's been a, lots of stuff, but we'll have a, we'll hit on a few of them. We're going to do a... What are we...
1: Watching!
0: It is. It is timing's beautiful now. We don't even have to worry about it anymore. I should stop bringing it up. So... What are we watching? I think the first thing that we need to talk about is something that you saw yesterday for the first time and I saw yesterday for the third time and that's Creed 3. And the only reason I saw it three times is because it's the third movie and I'm weirdly obsessive compulsive like that. Um, Not true. I just really, really dig it. How did you feel about it? Because it was you who said to me after after the second time I saw it how influenced by anime it is and then hearing how big of a fan Michael B. Jordan is of anime. Going in with that mindset and then, you know, at the end, that last fight, we won't spoil it, but there is obviously a final fight to this picture because it's a fucking Rocky movie or whatever. But there is a a, a very um, artistic and and uh, unusual cinematic device they use called what he refers to, Michael B. Jordan, Michael B. Jordan refers to as The Void, where they're kind of fighting on their own in this sort of empty space and it's metaphoric and it's it was really interesting and you were like that's that's manga and oh sorry that's anime all over the place um h- how did you feel about it as a fan of that culture
1: i fucking loved it i don't uh, sports movies are not my thing it's sports movies high core action movies and uh, war films those are not my thing at all mm-hmm. but I do have some exceptions in that in those categories. Creed is the big ex- exception in that. I hadn't wa- I hadn't watched the first two. I watched it the mm-hmm. night before I was gonna watch the third one. Good move. And uh, yeah, because I was like, I don't want to go in and not know the fucking guy's name. <laughs>
0: You get more well, it's and also you get more out of it because a lot of people come back and you know the, even even some of the fighters like Drago's in it again or Drago's sons in it again and the guy from the first film that first bout is in it and it's just yeah like it, it, it um and then you also know the lineage because he's retired in this film you know it starts with him fighting in South Africa and then um, you know he's uh, it's a few years later and he's um he's hung up the gloves um but yeah it's uh and did you like it as a series or
1: yeah. I think I'm sorry. There's like fucking construction going on right now. It just fucking sorry. Oh my
0: god! There's construction going on behind Addy. How? Oh my westward expansion and and development and progress. Fuck it. <laughs> sorry, I don't know what that was. I was reaching for a joke. No, it's okay. I'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Apologies, everyone, if you can hear construction noise, just tune it out, like Addy has to. Um, keep going.
1: Yeah. Um. I like this as a trilogy, but I also would like to see at least one more with uh, with his daughter's story.
0: There's talk of doing that. I saw a thing about it today. Um, They're they're having um, uh, Mara be like the next Creed, Um, which which would be interesting. Absolutely, I think you need to set it a little bit in the future and have that girl be you know in in her late teens at least. Um, But uh, but that's like that's part of the thing about it is. There's a, there's a moment in the film where he he speaks to Amara and Amara's deaf. So they're doing ALS or the sign language. Um, and there's a beautiful moment where he talks about people think boxing is about violence. Um, and, and I don't agree with that either. Boxing, when when it's done right, can be a beautiful art form. Like it's, it's, it's a wonderful sport and a technique and it's not as easy as people think it is. It's not just throwing your hands at people. MMA is more about violence, in my opinion. Um, I, I like MMA. I think it's that's also great because it's a bunch of different disciplines, um, all, all sort of combating each other for, for what, what, what could be the best, what combination. Um, but I do feel like there is more of a gore factor there. Boxing is about, as, as uh, Creed's character tells his daughter, it's about timing and patience and control. And if you've ever had boxing training, like I've been boxing training for like seven, eight years now, um that's what it is you it it doesn't matter how hard you hit um you you can get you know dropped by a fucking jab if it's the right kind of jab you know what i mean like it just the size doesn't always matter they do have weight classes but um it's more about you know what uh how can you center yourself how do you find that line how do you find the moments like in the first fight where he's He's taken a few hits, but he's using that time to find where the holes are. Um, it really is like chess, and that's why you know they're, they're dressed in um, white and black at that in that end fight. Um, yeah, so I, I I really dig it. It's a really beautiful um, emotional story as well. Like the, the the fights are great; they're really well choreographed. Um, but the emotion between um, you know not only the family Creed and his family and them dealing what they're dealing with, but also uh, Creed and Dane, the, the Jonathan Majors, who is probably maybe less than 10 years away from winning an Academy Award. Like, he's is yes. phenomenal in everything that he's in. Like, he is absolutely... You can't take your fucking eyes off him. I just hope he doesn't get relegated to Marvel land and, and Kang for too long because he, he has a lot of really beautiful work to do. um Watch Love Car- Lovecraft Country, How Do They Fall, Devotion any of the pitches that he's been in, um, uh, you know, an absolutely Creed, this is a stellar performance and, and they are both yoked. Like they're in the most amazing shape, um, to, and, and you know, as, as boxes have to be. Um, yeah, it's, I, I, I adored it and, and I've been three times because I go the one time and I soak it in and then I go the second time and I, it soaks more. And then the third time I'm breaking it down. I'm going, what do I like about this lens choice? um shutter speeds uh, uh you know where do they pull back where do they go big you know where does a score come up and it's just it's it's really well done amazing directorial debut um from from michael b jordan as well
1: yeah absolutely agree i went to watch it in imax and it was a thursday morning so nobody was there it was just me alone cool. in this fucking arena and i was, just, I was just screaming every time jonathan majors took off his shirt i was fucking screaming
0: unbelievable shape this man's in but he was also while he was training to do creed he was also training for his next picture in where he plays um someone who's trying to be a professional bodybuilder so that is you know he that is a lot of a lot of work he was going to the gym three times a day and you know it's just yeah like incredible dedication and when you hear this guy talk he's so eloquent he he understands his craft so much um you know, and it's all about character. You know, he was asked what we, his favorite scene was in Creed three. You ask anybody that, and they could be like, Oh, the fucking this fight or what that fight. He's like, Oh no, it's that, that diner scene where he f- hit Dame and, and, um, and Creed first meet up again after 18 years. And they're just sitting down having a meal. And he was like, the entire movie is in that conversation. Um, yeah, just, uh, very, super intelligent and very, very eloquent. I, I, I dig him a lot. I had to have a sip of Perrier there because I was running out of steam. Um, Anything else that you've been watching? Oh,
1: I've been watching a lot of shit, but I want to give a quick shout out to um Aftersun. Yeah. That beautiful that, motion picture. That film got snubbed
0: from a lot of categories in the Oscars? Who fucking gives a shit? The Oscars are a goddamn farce anyway.
1: I know. <laughs> and- I mean,
0: it sh- it should be recognized, but but it, like that's not the, that, that's not it anymore. The the, the Oscars are, you know, the fucking playground that's attached to McDonald's as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. It's like, it's, it's, it's dirty and it's and it's old-fashioned and it's kind of dangerous. That's, that's, that's my opinion.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I saw this statement. I think it's fake or something, but Jimmy Kimmel said that if someone walked up to him on the stage and if he, and if he was bigger than them, he would, like, sm- slap them or some shit
0: yeah well whatever fucking that's all it's gonna be it's just gonna be though that jokes and that what happened last year is not funny you can make jokes about it but i don't think it's funny i think it's a fucking it's an absolute insult to every single craftsperson in that room i mean quest love won for best documentary immediately after it happened and no one fucking gave a shit because they were all thinking about the you know this a baby billionaire who had a tantrum on stage like it's such a fucking farce, man i couldn't care less this year um which is a shame because a lot of really good pitchers came out after Sun being one of them. It has received a lot of accolades. And just the fact that Paul Maskell has been nominated is pretty great.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's going to win because that category belongs to Brendan Fraser.
0: You reckon? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm feeling like... Have you seen *Banshees of Inisherin*? I have. I think Colin Farrell might take it. I think he's really solid in that picture. and and, and But I haven't seen The Whale, so I don't know. Yeah.
1: You've got to see The Whale, man.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's stopped running here unfortunately, so I'm waiting for streaming.
1: It's already um, up though; it's already on
0: streaming. Not here, it's not. I, I, I can't get it on VOD yet. Same thing with Babylon. You said it was out, but it it wasn't in my my territory apparently. Um, two other things I want to just uh, a couple of things I just want to talk about real quickly. One of them is um, it's not a new film. It's from 1933. It's called Duck Soup. It's a Marx Brothers film. Um. Absolutely hysterical! I saw it for the first time uh, like two weeks ago. Uh, it was actually on the 27th of February because I write these things down, and um, it is fucking hysterical. It goes for like a minute. It goes for a minute. It's really quick. No, it goes for about an hour and eight minutes, and there is a joke like every 30 seconds, and they're all good. Um, just really funny, like where he's on trial, and and the guys like that's some evidence. <laughs> that's some evidence. We'll have to eliminate. Yes, I'll have some. What? Some lemonade, and I just spat all of my fucking tea out. It was just so smart and so cute and so um, uh, traditional. I just loved it. So that's if you can get your hands on duck soup, do watch that. Um, The other one was something we both saw: Cocaine Bear.
1: I didn't hear it, but what the fuck was that? It
0: was. It was. It was a movie that is the most 2023 a movie has ever been like it is it is the, it is so now it's a tiktok joke it is absolutely a tiktok joke it's like a skit that that ran that ran too long um you know there's some interesting parts in it. it was great to see ray Liotta for one last time um you know totally consumable totally forgettable um but it was also like really gory and 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 and, and you know silly in parts which I, which i appreciated but it was yeah it was popcorn. It was fairy floss. It went away real fast.
1: I didn't like that. I didn't, I didn't think it was as gory as it should have been or could have been. Mm-hmm. I think they could have gotten more silly.
0: It could have been more cartoonish, yeah. Um, but it was a nice tight 90 as well, like which was interesting. Um, and, uh, you know, another tight 90 as well, which I saw yesterday, um, opening day, was 65 with... What are you laughing at?
1: <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. Because I... <laughs> I read like three reviews and all of them were like, I fell asleep three minutes in the film itself so, it's Well a then they're
0: not paying attention properly. They want something else. They're looking for bombast and it's not. It's quiet and it takes its time and it's and it's, you know, full of foreboding and then it starts to pick up as you get towards the you know, middle of the second act, like movies do. Adam Driver is amazing. Like he's a world class actor in a movie which should be a B grade movie. Like this is this is something that you would find on on um, you know a, a, you know a, a movie channel in the states, uh, like a cable channel. Um, you know about this dude who, who I won't say exactly what happens because it's not what you think it is. Like it's everyone thinks it's a, one thing and it's not. Um,
1: so it's not Daniel yeah, in space.
0: No, no, it's absolutely not. Uh, it's it's um, <clears throat> it's Adam Driver in space. Uh but if it was if it was a movie on a B-grade movie channel, it'd be called Man vs T Rex or some fucking shit. But 65 is interesting and um I, I, I enjoyed it at a good time. Again it was, you know, it was quick. Um and and uh you know mo- having a movie under ninety minutes is nearly illegal these days, which is hysterical. Uh and finally, I went and saw Screen Three opening night. Uh was actually a preview. Uh, fucked up as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this on, on, on the air. It was a cinema and they had like a, a where you go and um, it's the, the, you know, the night before the actual opening day. So, it was a Wednesday night as opposed to the Thursday opening and it's a premiere screening. So, you go and you pay a little bit extra. It's like, you know, uh, uh, $15 instead of 12 for me. Um, and uh, the, the, the deal is that you get a can of beer. Like, someone promotes it. I can't remember the name of the beer company. It doesn't really matter. Um, but they were like, here, you know, you get a beer with it. And I was there with a friend of mine and neither of us drink uh and and we were like oh no it's you know don't really want one and the guy was like okay we paid the same price but we weren't offered something else yeah you know what i mean yeah like we weren't offered like do you want a soft drink or do you want a fucking whatever like not that i needed it but it just would have been because i probably would have said no anyway but just if you don't drink alcohol there's no other option yeah it was just a bit uh i don't know lame i know that i'm in the minority like out of people like most people drink alcohol and that's totally cool it's just not something i choose to do and uh uh, i i don't i wouldn't i never really did that at the cinema anyway even when i was still drinking um but yeah it would have been nice to have a goddamn milkshake or if i (laughs) I
1: don't
0: i don't drink them either but you know it's something and then the creme de la creme the piece de resistance was There was a dude there, this is Scream 6, mind, right? So it's R-rated in most countries, so here it's an MA-15. He was there with a child who couldn't have been older than six. Like, I'm not even kidding you. He was a little child. On the way out, we saw him talking to the kid, who was a tiny little thing, in pyjamas, no less, and uh, he was like, oh, wasn't as gory as the last ones. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me? Yes, it was, and also, what the fuck? Like unbelievable and you know what the most fucked up part is that guy got two beers because the kid got one (laughs) (laughs) so grandpa had two fucking frothies because he brought you know a baby to the (laughs) he bought an infant and got a like they're not giving me a soft drink but they're giving somebody who's not even in primary school yet a fucking beer bizarre I'm telling you, man, it was beyond belief. Huh. Anyway, <laughs> that's what were we watching. <laughs> but anyway, next time, give me a goddamn a sparkly water or something fun. Frozen yogurt.
1: Yeah. See, that's a good snack for a film. It's not messy. It is. It's not messy. And you, you can get rid of it easily.
0: Well, luckily, my friend Michelle brought me a fucking vegan cookie and it was delicious so i was i was i was satiated and i didn't punch this guy in the neck um not that i'm like that anyway You're I'm gonna punch old men in the neck <laughs> when there's children present my goodness i'm beating up geriatrics in front of children that's that's two different kinds of fucked up
1: yeah, that's too much creed for you my friend
0: that's right i've seen creed too many times i don't want to punch everybody no that just that's not what it does to me at all it just just charges me up i, I will admit though i did train very hard the following day um, right so that's what we were watching
1: uh, I have one more thing that I have to say
0: oh yeah what was it
1: <clears throat> I watched this uh, film called uh, I'm going to butcher this fucking name because I don't know what it is it's called Skinner Skinamarink.
0: Skinner yes hugely hugely profitable and, and popular at the moment
1: yeah um, horror used to be one of my favorite genres and found footage as well because I've seen mm-hmm. the Blair Witch, the Blair Witch project. I've seen the first paranormal activity. The only good paranormal activity film that there that there is is the first
0: one. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of them so I'll take your word for it.
1: This film is the most experimental film I've ever seen in my entire life. It's not it's not for everyone. It's a film that that doesn't really have a plot. And it's a film that that you can't really spoil for anyone. And, like, Jesus. It's it's one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen. Because it's... Yeah. It's imaginative horror. And it's done so perfectly well. The...
0: Isn't it about, to- like, toys that, that become sentient or something like that? Like, it's a really creepy version of Toy Story?
1: No. Fuck, no.
0: No? Okay. <laughs> I'm just taking a stab in the dark. Um... When you went and saw it, was there a grandfather and a fucking and an embryo sitting in? Oh no, I watched it at beers?
1: home. I watched it at home. Oh okay. I don't watch horror movies in theaters. It's too much for me. Fair enough. Um, the the plot summary is that two kids wake up at the middle of the night to find their father missing and their all the doors and windows in the house have disappeared. Jesus. Yeah, it's. If you're looking for something that you've never seen before, watch this. But also remember, this will not leave your head, and that's a bad thing, because this one definitely—I sh- fucking love this film. I adore this film. I will never see this film again in my entire life.
0: <laughs> Sometimes it's like that. You're like, "Wow, that was incredible!" One time only.
1: Yeah, it's um like it has it has two minute scenes that were like show you what the fuck might be happening and then it's just 20 minutes straight of just montages of things that are happening that you find just weird and unsettling Mm -hmm. and the theory is going on about what's actually happening and if like it makes sense once you hear the theory but it's also very fucking heartbreaking but I'm, I'm not going to spoil what the theory is.
0: Okay it's a bit recommended though
1: yeah if if you
0: want a fucked up time, yeah, sure. Okay, cool well there you go, everybody. If you want to fucking get fucked up, um, take a baby to the cinema and drink two beers. No, yeah. I'm gonna get off that <laughs> now. I'll get off it. <laughs> it was just super weird. That's all. You just see something. It's like what? That's that shouldn't be happening. That's very strange. Uh, yeah, there you go. Go and go and check out Skinner Rink. What is? It? Where does the name come from? I don't understand.
1: I uh... I don't think it's an actual word, but if it is, I think it's uh, it's probably a condition.
0: Oh, but, but it's I, not referenced in the- Yeah, picture. no, not at all. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, Well, fuck all that noise. Let's, we're gonna jump into, do you want, it's Nerd News. Nerd News.
1: It fucking is! Nerd News!
0: All right, here we are with Baby Blood Axe and, and 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 some and some beers and Baby News. Um we'll blast through them a few quickly because it's just, you know, it's all going on. Um the first one was one you sent me. John Bernthal is officially returning as the Punisher in Daredevil Reborn or Daredevil Born again rather, uh which is uh currently shooting, I think, or it's going to be shooting shortly deborah ann wall and uh eldon henson won't be returning uh as foggy or uh karen page um they might actually be recast but i'm cool john bernthal fucking slayed that role
1: a lot of people are not happy with that (laughs) um
0: why because the alternative
1: foggy nelson and karen page aren't returning
0: The the
1: thing is it doesn't say that they're not returning it says they haven't signed on yet
0: uh there you go maybe they will it's not like they're doing anything like i haven't seen them anything else um but uh but john's you know he's always working but to have like a a world-class academy award level actor even that doesn't mean anything uh like like um on on your on your show like he must love playing frank you don't come back if you don't care about it um and he really took it seriously um so uh blessings blessings to him and and to all upon that show i hope it's very very good um this one sounds pretty cool batman beyond animated feature reportedly in development from fast and the furious nine screenwriter whose name escapes me but oh daniel casey um there you go I'm down for this, man. I love I love the idea of that. Um, all you got to do is get Michael Keaton to voice older Bruce Wayne character. Yeah. Do you like Batman Beyond?
1: I, I love Batman Beyond.
0: Yeah, I dig it the most, man. It's fucking... It's interesting. And if you do it like... You don't have to like ape the style of Spider-Verse, but at least give it a, like a new look, like make it look different uh, and not like a fucking video game. Make it look like something specific. I think it could be really cool, you know, like Castlevania style.
1: Yes. Sorry. See? Yeah.
0: Just Eddie's head just blew off. Um another one, James Gunn. <laughs> I don't know how how true this is because the internet is a toilet. Um James Gunn reportedly wants to release Suicide Squad the Air Cut. Um while responding to a fan on Twitter, Suicide squad director david air revealed that james gunn might have plans to eventually release the air cut the original director's cut of his 2016 suicide squad film i spoke to him a while ago all with patience he has the right uh he has the right to put uh, together his new year bonus before visiting the past tear up good things are coming winky face that could mean everything or that could mean fucking nothing um so i wouldn't i wouldn't even worry about it but you know I don't know. I don't understand why that isn't a possibility, you know, even if you just dump it on streaming, people are going to watch it, you know, especially sort of Snyder files, or Snyder heads. Um, speaking about Creed three, it has achieved the highest box office opening weekend ever for a sports picture, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, especially for a movie that is, um, you know, by young people, uh uh, it's it's a like a film that has has graduated out of being part of the rocky franchise like i think the creed movies in a lot of ways are superior to the rocky movies you can fight me if you want but there's only two good rocky movies um really and and the first one's problematic as well around you know some of the some of the you know treatment of um adrian in that film go back and watch it again if you if you don't agree um but you know that doesn't things change you know times change and, and and whatever and all that fucking stuff but i'm just saying with through a 2023 lens sometimes it can you know these things spike and you go oh that wouldn't sit well like i was watching um uh the big no yeah the big lebowski at um at the aster the other night uh fantastic my friend, Tim, my mate, Brad, who'd never seen it, like, like what a, what a perfect way to say the Big Lebowski the you know, first time that he asked it with a big crowd. And there was a few times there, like for instance, um, uh, uh, uh the, 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 one of the characters uses the word whore, um, like as in a, a negative term for a sex worker and the crowd was like, Ooh, like booing, you know what I mean? And and it was just it just took my surprise I guess like you know maybe that's just because I I grew up with that film and, and 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 whatever those things don't catch for me but they do for other people so but yeah just bear that in mind when you think about the Rockies but the Creed films have graduated out of them and it's great to see this one getting the most play because like I said it's by young people like the the. Um, uh, Michael B. Jordan's only like 36 or something. Um, uh, Jonathan Majors is, uh, you know, 34. Um, it's majority of the cast members uh, are people of color. And it's also like a really, really strong story. That's not just about boxing. It's about a lot of other stuff as well. So to see people going out and, and, and to see this and to take something away from it's really great. So congratulations, air body on that. And finally, this is going to lead us into the X-Men's with with, with the first little part of our chat, the little tiny, tiny snippet, tiny, itty-bitty, teeny-weeny, yellow polka dot bikini of talk we're going to do about uh, the Deadpool pictures. Hugh Jackman uh, rumoured to be playing multiple variant versions of Wolverine in Deadpool 3 so I'm thinking that they're trying to fold Deadpool into the multiverse saga that they've got going on at the moment because wouldn't it be cool if he turned up in Kang uh, or the destiny of Kang, whatever the fuck it's called, dynasty um, yeah so Wolverine might be just a rumour but he might be a bunch of different types of Wolverines how do you feel about this Hugh Jackman return and, and, and what it what it means for you know the possibilities of of, of how good or bad Deadpool 3 is going to be
1: I like the idea of Wolverine being in that film because I would love to see Hugh Jackman again as Wolverine because who the fuck would it? I don't like the idea of multiple uh, variants. I just, I don't. The only time. It
0: worked so well in Spider Man though. Do you think they're just going to do it and make fun of it?
1: I mean, it's a Deadpool film, so they are going to make fun of it. It's just the MCU hasn't. Like, the only reason why those variants in No Way Home worked was because we knew them.
0: Yeah, it was a bunch of different dudes, you know, from different dimensions who've all played Spider Man. It's not like it's a bunch of different Wolverines in a room together. Yeah.
1: Um, it would be like-, like. And also. Yeah, go on.
0: Sorry, go. Now you go.
1: I don't know. It just. It might be like Doctor Strange, too, where he. Like, he finds another Doctor Strange. It's kind of this menacing figure, but. Again, we don't know much about him, so it's, like, whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, like, I hope they don't undo the stuff that they did in Logan too much, which is, I think, why they're going for this time-travelling variant thing, so that remains untouched. Um, And, and, you know, Hugh's not going to sign on as a favour to Ryan Reynolds. Like, as much as we find their relationship cute and that fake rivalry that they have and everything, they're still, obviously, friends. Hugh's seen a script... He's not going to sign on to something if he hasn't seen his script and and he dug it and that that bodes well I think um and, and you know the possibilities of him seeing him in in you know if it's a variant thing he comes out as the um uh you know the Wolverine that we know from the animated series that we're going to talk about in the yellow blue costume um you know why why not give it give it a go but I'm I'm the one thing about him that 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 I I attribute to uh you know this this thought process to the We Hate Movies podcast. We're talking about like when superheroes got massive. Not not the, the the actual properties themselves and their popularity, I mean the people playing them. If you look back in time, I mean Adam West <laughs> was not in amazing shape. Michael Keaton was fairly athletic, but he wore a costume. Christopher Reeve was a jock. Like he was, you know, a football player and an athlete and looked, you know, big and strong, but he wasn't cut out of marble and then hugh jackman comes along i mean because you could say blade but wesley snipes always been in that good of a shape so that doesn't count hugh jackman comes along he's in the first x-men he gets cast like you know last minute because someone pulls out or someone who gets hurt and has to can't do it anymore and then uh, in the second one, he's insane. And then by the time you get to, you know, Days of Future Past, the dude is Frankenstein. Like, it is ins- absolutely outrageous. And it's also The Rock and, you know, uh, the people playing The Avengers, you know, apart from Robert Downey, because he's in an iron suit. And he's in good shape and everything, but not the same way that Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth are. Um, yeah, I think he he sort of started that that kind of trend. And I know he's getting older now. I wonder what version of him we're gonna see because I don't know if he can get there again. And if he can, is it gonna be ninety percent like CG? Like they're gonna to have to age him down and up and stuff, right? If there's variants.
1: I don't think that's the way that they're going because he's been on talk shows saying that he's back into that uh, workout routine that he was doing for like days of future past and everything. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm God bless him. i, I I'm, I'm, I'm. Good on him for for committing and everything. Like so I didn't know for a fact, like how it was easier for me to do weightlifting when I was thirty five than it was now that I'm forty, and I'm just forty. Like he's fifty something. So I wish him all the best. I wish the movie all the best. It's going to be fun or not. It doesn't matter. I have no stake in it anymore. But what I do have stake in is a conversation about the X Men animated series from the nineties. We're going to talk about it. Um, It ran from uh, 1992 to 1997, encompassing 76 episodes over the course of five seasons. I do believe the last season was a bit shorter. It was only like 14 episodes or something between 1996 and 1997. Um, But probably along with the the Spider-Man series that ran concurrently to this, it even had a couple of crossovers, it was the closest to an actual translation of the comic book series to a a medium that I, I think had happened at that time, particularly in TV and particularly in animation, because they have part numbers in episodes and, and, you know, things come back the entire first season. It builds up to a final thing where Morph returns, you know, Morph gets kidnapped in the, in the pilot and then comes back at the end. Um, You know, you have characters recurring and, and, you know, themes and subplots and the whole, you know, they do the Dark Phoenix saga in it. Um, But before we get into uh, sort of that, the bigger part of it, what's your relationship with this? Because, my brother, this program started
1: 20 years before you were born! And ended before I was born. And ended
0: 15 years before you were born! What's going on? Hold on. It wasn't 15
1: years before I was born, though.
0: Was you were born in twenty twenty two, right? Oh, you were born in twenty twenty two. Yes, he is currently a baby. He was at the movies the other night having a beer. Fuck off! All right. Um, no, two thousand and two. You were born, right? Uh, two
1: thousand three. Two
0: thousand three. Okay, so nineteen years before you were born, this program started, and then fourteen years it uh, it, it is is when is when it finished. But that's beside the point how do you know about it and stuff is it just from streaming or did you find it when you were younger
1: oh no I found it when I was younger because uh, okay. I used to watch reruns of it right without knowing what the X-Men were I just I just thought that this was like a cool show cuz I didn't know what the fuck it was
0: so that was your introduction to the X-Men
1: yeah you could say that yeah.
0: that's pretty fucking cool
1: which is the best that's way awesome. to introduce anyone to the X-Men
0: Through the animated series. Yeah, I I I tend to agree. I mean, I knew who they were because at the time, around that time, sort of early 90s, might have even been 92, I can't remember. They relaunched X-Men, Chris Claremont and Jim Lee writing and It was, you know, the biggest thing on the planet It was the highest single issue gross of all time um and i was i was aware of the book and the x-men show was running on on in the afternoons and in the mornings on a show called cheese tv for all you australians out there remembering cheese tv cheese with a Z, very cool um and they had the spider-man show as well uh but so you you saw you saw it in reruns and and what what was it that kind of stood out for you and spoke to you about it was it was it it was just like, oh, this is cool and colorful and I like these stories. Or did it start to get to that mutant and proud stuff quickly for you?
1: Oh, the mutant and proud stuff comes way after that. Because I was very fucking young when I watched that. Yeah. Like, I just watched like a couple of episodes and then like, then I fell in love with X-Men with the, with the films and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I remember, oh, fuck, yeah. That was this one show that I used to watch. Let's watch it again. And then the more I watched it, the more I was like, oh, everything's here. Like the whole Mutant and Proud thing is here. The whole, like the whole relationship with uh, Professor Xavier and Magneto and how it comes around in the last episode. It's so emotional. If you see like the entirety of the show and you come back to that last episode and you you hear Magneto, just just rallying all all of the brotherhood to, to say that they hurt my fucking friend. I'm going after every single one of them now. Yeah. It's, it's on par with Days of Future Past for me.
0: Really? It's a very complete story in a way that animation normally isn't. Because they take so long to produce, you often get told you don't get another season until you're halfway through.
1: Until before you yeah. started
0: making that one. So it's kind of just like these things just end. There's been other X-Men cartoons. There was one before this, um, uh, which was called uh, Pride of X-Men. And and uh, Wolverine was an Australian dude. Um, or someone trying to do an approximation of an Australian accent. Like when I do one. Oh, yeah. I can schnickety, schnickety, schnick. Or whatever the hell it is he was saying about being a I'm a Wolverine. Oh, Gene, show me your...
1: Oh, I nearly said
0: a really horrible <laughs> word then. Oh dear. Show me your one boob. I want to see one jean boob. <laughs> it's good I didn't say the other word. It was not it wasn't the one you're thinking, everyone. It doesn't start with C. It was just a, it was just an unflattering term for that piece of the body of a female's body. <laughs> Hang on, can you just pass me that shovel? I just want to dig this hole a bit deeper. That'd be great. Um Anyway, there was that, and there was also uh, in the early two thousands. I think it was there was a show called X Men Evolution, and it yeah. was them in high school. That that was my jam. Yeah, that was pretty dope, man. I uh, I dig that the most. It was it was um, it was cool to see some characters sort of more represented there as well, like um, uh, Nightcrawler and, and 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 so on. Um, in the you know, Iceman as well. In the series, it was it was the the main cast was was your you, you, you storm gene cyclops beast and wolverine and that was kind of who else is there, rogue. Is there anyone else rogue as well oh, and jubilee and jubilee's that your your sort of entrance into it because she in a, in the pilot she discovers her powers and is hunted down by a sentinel um, which are these huge purple looking robot motherfuckers um, and they rule uh and it and it's yeah like i said they had the seasons had entire plots going on and 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 you know for instance um i'll just uh pull this up now um yeah a lot of the the voice cast as well are just spectacular like you wouldn't i can't read an x-men book and hear anybody else like i still hear these guys which is which is crazy because it's been so long um You know, you had things like uh, uh, Night of the Sentinels, which was the beginning, the first two parts, which kind of introduced you to the X-Men through Wolverine. There's an entire season, like the entire first season, Beast spends in prison. Like he gets caught in that first raid on the compound and he ends up in prison for an enormous amount of time. this is this is the best beast. You're gonna get the best beast you've ever gotten in this beast. Um, you know uses uses phrases like uh, 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 the better part of valor is discretion, and um, you know talks about uh, the the Mayuka um, Tekken and and that they they invented the crucials um, uh, concept of zero. And there was things that I learned from this dude. Who? What are you shaking your head for? Who's the best beast?
1: Oh, just as in the character. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. As in the fucking design, there's an X-Men anime that has one of the best beast designs ever.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. That's that's pretty dope. That's comes from the, the Grant Morrison new X-Men run as well. Um, but yeah, the, just in the first season, you know, you do Days of Future Past. Cable comes into it, um, which is super cool. Uh, I, th- I believe you get some uh, a talk about Genosha um Sabretooth is also involved and they kind of are trying to um uh, rehabilitate him uh which doesn't kind of take um and he sort of get, gets on wolverine's guff about it um and then at the end of the first see the end of the beginning of the second season it's um gene and scott's wedding uh which which wolverine's not very happy about obviously um you know, and you get things like Alpha Flight come into it, which is crazy. You know, that's- that Talk about deep cuts. They go to, um, uh, uh, what's the- What's the planet called? Um, ah, I can't remember the name of the planet, but it's- It might be the- No, it's not the Savage Land. It might be War World or something. But anyway, Mojo comes into it, um, and- 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 Which is- Which is bizarre again to see Mojo on- On, like, out- Outside of the comics. Like, it's like- It was like seeing, um, who's the dude- the big head in um ant-man my seeing him on screen is bizarre like really that's this this these these movies started with robert danny jr in a in an iron man costume and he was just flying around and solving some crimes and wars and things like that and now we're in quantum realms and there's big headed dudes and just it's amazing where things end up but it just, it did. It took all of these ideas from the comics that I was really familiar with and, and, and r- like writ them large. They were, they were, there they were in living colour and all these deep cuts. And you'd go to school, like I was in primary school and it started. You go to school and you'd have the jock kids, you know, or whatever, talking about how awesome Mr. Sinister is and shit. I'm like, who, where what the, the fuck? fuck were you two years ago when you are all beating me up for like being a nerd? So, what I want to ask you is. What 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 about this show? Like, what what episodes do you do you remember as a kid that then you came back to? And so, what are you, not like a best bits kind of thing? I suppose you can do that if you want to, because you know it's not like we can talk about it episode by episode. Just kind of a broad idea of it. Um, yeah, what what's what are the what are the peaks and valleys for you?
1: Um, I think the first episode that I remember watching uh, from this show was the. Was the episode where uh, Professor X is trying to break uh, Juggernaut out of the, out of this wall that he's built himself in, mm-hmm. and uh, psychically, psychically, and like when he goes to help him psychically, there's a literal wall that he's built that that Professor X can't get into. Yeah, I watched that for the first time. I found I found it funny because again I was fucking three, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then I watched it again like i watched it again very recently and it was it gave me a feeling of just how much there was in the show like yeah yeah it could work for like a small child but like you can grow up and still sort of watch the show and then get so much out of it
0: yeah absolutely you can
1: and I'm not a big, I'm not a huge believer of people, like, choosing their favorite episodes of a show from, like, their fir- from the first show. Well, no. That's not right. The first, <laughs> the first episode of the show is, like, their favorite. My, although, like, the first, the first two episodes are probably the most, like, action-packed that they've, that they've gotten, um, I still, I still love the last episode, because it, Cause Professor X dies. Spoilers. I love how yeah, I mean, we'll, both of us do that. We'll put,
0: we'll put a spoiler warning up, I think.
1: Yeah. We we say the we say the spoiler thing and then we say spoilers.
0: <laughs> That's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah. What, you just can you can intimate that from the from the rest of the episodes if you're listening.
1: But yeah. That that whole episode, especially of how it starts with like, Professor, Professor X being outed as a mutant to yeah. the entirety of humankind. And then people turning against the mutants. Like, all the shit that they've gone through, all of the show. And then the last episode, it, it all just breaks down and it it shows a harsh reality. And it it's a huge... We We've talked about this before. The X-Men are more relevant now than ever.
0: Oh, absolutely!
1: And just just seeing that 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 was there even back then, it's it gets you in parts that you want, like like Wolverine and Jean go to to you know talk to Magneto at the end and say that we don't care about why you're running up the Brotherhood. He's dying, and he wants to see you. And then he and then he talks to the entire Brotherhood that I'm sorry I was I was taken up by rage and everything and I I have to go and be there for my friend, and it's that it's that whole thing where even in Days of Future Past there's this bit where Magneto says all these years fighting only if we'd only if we'd have worked together and uh, it's 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 there in the in the show as well where he says all these years I couldn't have as uh, for a better friend even though they've gone through so much because of each other and and with each other it's it's a whole it's a whole emotion gut punch and i and that's my favorite episode
0: yeah right on um i i i tend to agree about um uh how it's it's very much their story still um, uh, and that's, that's, you know, a, a, a beautiful thing because it, it is the, the tragedy of Charles Xavier is that his best friend will never hear him. And the tragedy of Eric Lyncher is that he will never hear him. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they, they both are on opposite ends of like he can't get through and he won't be gotten through to like, and until it's too late, it's always going to be too late for these two. Um, and, and that's, that's the tragedy that they both, they both have to bear. The arc of that that story in over the five seasons, over the course of the five years that the show ran is really, really clear. And also the, the, the main, the core of the X-Men idea is the, is the outsider is the, you know, the minority that, the, the set upon um, people who, don't conform to, in air quotes, the standard that should be conformed to, whether it's, you know, socially, socioeconomically, um, uh, biologically, sexually, uh, or, you know, shooting fireballs out of your hands. All that still makes sense. In the first season, in particular, it's, you know, it's pretty heavy with, um, uh, uh, you know, there's a politician um, who's, who ends up being uh, Cyclops, uh, sorry, Sabertooth's father, uh, Creed, um, who is funnily enough, uh, after talking about Creed, uh, who is you know constantly on the back foot, and then at the beginning of the second season, he's kind of accepted mutants and is trying to sort of rally with them, and that's that's the 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 course of change is really specific for all of these characters, like where you see, you know, even someone like Morph who is manipulated, but then does find his, his you know his mutant ability to be, you know, um, it's something to be used for for evil like you see that turn happen and they take their time with it as well the um phoenix uh, saga episodes are six episodes long and then just after that is the dark phoenix saga which i think is five episodes long um they're not pandering to anybody least of all children you know these are big adult ideas the idea of, of of social identity and identity in general whether it comes from a place of of you know, being confused about what, uh, you know, what the meaning of your race is, um, uh, 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 being confused about what sexuality you are or what gender um, or being confused about just what your ideologies are going to ultimately become as you grow up. Like as a teenager, how can you not get that? Um, it's why they've endured for so long and why people, I don't think that, that, that as much as... uh uh, uh, the dc cinematic universe and the marvel cinematic universe has has grabbed people they don't have there's no themes like this um you know they don't have the there's there's some themes and they're interesting but they're usually movie by movie or hero by hero not this one particular world that is hey it's not even tongue in cheek it's like hey this is what we're talking about here and and it came along at a formidable time as well in a perfect example of 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 you know the 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 state of definitely american politics during the 1970s um and particularly the 1980s as well and and in a cartoon in a fucking cartoon which is people doing a bunch of drawings and then flicking them together really quick like that's that's incredible like it all it it has such a, a broad legacy um and even though yeah some of the the animation's a bit goofy and um you know there's some there's some sort of Sort of static moving stuff. It's not as liquid as you would like, but they had to produce them, you know, pretty quickly. It did get a bit sharper towards the end of its run. Did you notice that?
1: I did. I did. And like, the animation stuff is something that I can easily look over because, like, I've seen I've seen the Amazing Spider Man show as well, and they have it's they, pretty cool. they both have the same design. Yeah, and it's, would have been the same
0: house, the same production house, I reckon. Yeah,
1: I guess so. That would make the most sense though
0: because mm. i did there's a there's a couple of episodes that, that, that cross over there um yeah i, I dig the spider man show as well that's even more deep bench stuff it's talking about you know it not the clone saga or anything but it gets into long form storytelling like i was talking about with you um on another episode or it might have been when we were just chatting the other day that the you know the neogenic nightmare is an entire season it's got like 20 episodes or something um, Madam Web comes into it at one point. He's like training Spider Man to to be the Spider King or whatever the fuck it is. But she keeps coming back, and that's sort of that that you know entire season. Yeah, over, over the course of you know however many years it's been, it's getting close to a hundred now. But at, at least let's say the last sixty to seventy years of television, people audience have gotten smarter. We've talked about this before. A show like Sopranos or, or 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 Mad Men or Game of Thrones would not have worked in the 80s. It was a sitcom sort of era and cartoons were, you know, episode by episode based. Like you knew who everybody was, but it's not like they referenced things previously. You know, the guy from Cheers, you know, someone from Cheers doesn't walk in and talk about what happened last episode. The only thing that carries on is maybe some of the relationships. But by the time we get to sort of the, the early 90s and then, the, you know, the early 2000s, we started telling stories that took. A little bit more effort to, to focus on a little bit more effort to concentrate on and this cartoon series that again is made for children is a perfect example of that and it's why it's got so many rabid adult fans
1: i wouldn't say it's a slept on show because every now and then i find someone who just adores this show yeah which is always amazing to see like the x-men don't get the love that that they deserve and that that breaks me to a certain point but mm. the x-men with all the struggles that they present, have always been the most hopeful of any Marvel property. I feel like.
0: Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, can, I can agree with that. Yeah.
1: Like, for me, there, I, yeah. There's a point where, like, Professor Xavier is just egoistic and just he wants the X Men to stand something, f- something that just isn't the X Men. Where he wants people to see them as like their saviors and everything, but. The X-men at their core are about just people accepting who they are and mm-hmm. just a, a broader and more hopeful outlook to to a better tomorrow and on and working on that like the X-men don't don't like put on jumpsuits and then go fight because they want to they go fight because they believe that they that they can be a place in this world where everyone's accepted and i feel like that message is the most important thing that that should be that that should be talked about especially today
0: yeah yeah absolutely v- very well said my friend um that's that's if you can take any message away from anything that that ha- that is trying to reach you that's like a positive message. It's not like it's, it tells you to, you know, go and hit people in the head with chairs or anything. Um, but yeah, if you can look at this and and either find yourself or find somewhere else or find some compassion in that, um, then that's 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 beautiful. Um, I will say the the, the episodes that I, I remember most clearly are the ones in the final season because I had like a VHS tape of them. I didn't have the other seasons on there, and it was there was the the origin of Mister Sinister. And it was kind of like a Jack the Ripper tale. And there was one um, where uh, it was a flashback to World War II where Wolverine was fighting with Cap. It was called Old Soldiers. And I'm going to tell you this much. It fucking ruled. And I remember this animation changing. You know how I knew that it was, was, like, better? Wolverine's Shoes.
1: Wolverine's Shoes.
0: Yeah, he had boots on as opposed to, like, I don't, I can't even remember, like, you know, he was in the costume a lot, but he had, like, these these boots. It was very popular in the 1990s in comic books to draw people with big shoes or big feet. Ask Herberto Ramos, the um, uh, uh, the uh, comic book artist who's currently working on uh, Strange Academy, I think it is, but, you know, created a series for Image in their cliffhanger imprint in the 90s called... Um, Crimson about vampires and shit. Amazing artist worked on Spider Man and everything. He would draw big hands, big feet, and that was super popular. I remember that changing at the time, and I was like, "Hang on a minute, I know what's up here. This is this is big feet time." And and I just remember that 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 so clearly. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a wonderful show. Um, we do love it a lot is there anything else sort of you wanted to touch on about that before we quickly jump into what, what the possibilities of, of, uh, you know, the, the future of the X-Men are, I mean, I know there's, there's a new season of this coming out. that's actually called X-Men 97, um, which is, you know, would have been the year it had finished and, it's, you know, following the animation. So I'm probably going to, you know, make it a little bit more liquid and flowy. Um, but yeah, what, how, how do you, you feel about it moving forward?
1: Um, I I love it if there's one thing that that they should bring back it's it's that show um I do want I do want to quickly say like I I want to shout out X-Men Evolution and the X-Men anime that's there that's mm-hmm. by the X-Men anime is by Warren Ellis that's actually how we started talking about doing doing the trilogy of episodes
0: yeah well, yeah, because it's the same animation house that did Castlevania, which he also created. Yeah, and Warren Ellis has had runs on X Men. Yeah, in the comics, I mean,
1: like, it's it's a one season run because you know shit just happens. It was yeah, the there's
0: a Wolverine one as well.
1: Yeah, I that show is the epitome of how how the X Men can can change through time and yet also have this the same amount of meaning to them like yeah the wolverine that show where rise of is fucking huge rides a motorbike is also short but his banter with beast is fucking amazing like mm. in that show beast wears that jacket that he's wearing in x2
0: yep
1: and that x3 x yeah x3 sorry
0: that's all right and, don't, don't get it wrong again or, or you're fired <laughs> from your own yeah. podcast
1: um it's this group of people going to going to japan and trying to rescue this this mutant that's gone missing and they go and they search and it's it, it's it's just amazing to see just these characters just done in such a different way like mm-hmm. it's a full-on anime but it is it's just there's just so much there. Like even Storm's design is one of the most coolest shit ever.
0: Yeah. Oh, that, it all looks amazing, and and X Men in particular, I, I think even more so than the other animes that they've kind of done with Batman and, and shit. It lends itself to to uh, uh, you know an Asian sensibility in terms of its graphic design, um, uh, 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 just because it is so uh, kinetic and and and. Uh, uh, um, and there's an energy to it that, 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 that you know, because they're all young, uh, that the kind of, I mean, apart from Wolverine, because he's 200 years old or whatever, but they're supposed to be teenager-ish or early 20s. Like, it's got that kind of vibe about it. It should be an anime. It makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah, it's it's everything you love about uh, X-Men, but taking it to a, like, a whole different level. Like, if you've never seen an anime, watch that. And then you might you might be you might be saying to yourself after that, like, "Oh man, I want to watch more of this." And the good news is that they, they did a lot of this shit just for one seasons because you know mm-hmm. they don't like spending money on good shit
0: but well, yeah, and it's probably really expensive to 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 do that um you know at a high quality. What's it on? Is it on Netflix or something?
1: Uh, I think currently it's on Netflix um but yeah. It came out the same year as First Class came out, and like, so like they have the First Class suits, but it's so well done in the anime. That it isn't, yeah, that it, isn't it, the film. it does
0: look really good. If you if you get a chance, folks, um, you know, at least have a look and, and Google the images so you can get a taste for it. Um, but yeah, shout out to that. Shout out to Evolution, yeah. which is really cool. Evolution is cool. Um,
1: seeing seeing all these characters in, in like high school.
0: Yeah, an actual high school yeah. setting. Like it's not like they're at they're not at Xavier Academy. They're a normal high school and having to solve all this shit. And the the group of bullies is like, you know, the Sabretooth and 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 uh, uh, um, what's his name Toad and all that stuff. Like they're students as well. maybe Sabretooth isn't, but I think they're students. And uh, and then you've got you know the X Men on the other side. Wolverines, I think, and Storm are older. And then you've got the younger kids. Um, you know, Nightcrawler and shit. Really good, really slick animation style. Didn't run for very long. It had like two seasons or something, Um, but well worth your time. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's the show that that made me realise that I. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. what.
0: It made you realise that. Um, that they're like uh, rogue. There's nothing wrong with liking rogue, mate. Yeah, just she's uh, fantastic.
1: Yeah, I like well drawn rogue in. In <laughs> yeah.
0: just somewhere, Anna Paquin is cracking the shits. A motherfucker motherfucker. <laughs> That's my impersonation of Anna Paquin. It, it sounds like Michael Jackson having a fit. <laughs> oh dear! Mother mother motherfucker! Intense. Anyway, animated X Men. Go and check it out in all of its forms wherever you can find it. Or pick up a goddamn comic book, will you? Shit.
1: Yeah, the future, do
0: that. The future is, exactly, pick one up. The future is X-Men. Uh, you know, they're going to keep IP shoving it down our fucking man. You're going to eat this muck. Eat it. Eat the fucking muck, you shit heaps. We don't even care. Pay your money. And they know we, we will. So they're going to bring the X-Men into the MCU. Um, it, it'll be interesting, I'm sure. Let, let, let's say like three things that we hope might happen. Um, with with Marvel taking over. It could be anything. It could be casting. It could be storyline. It could be how they do it. It could be who does it. It could be whatever. What do you reckon? Because it looks like they've kind of semi-introduced it at the end of Ms. Marvel. Spoilers. They've said that she's she's got a mutant gene, a bit of yeah. mutant gene going on and
1: there. it plays... I love that they've embraced it, that even in uh, Doctor Strange 2 and now in Ms. Marvel, there's just the hint of, of the show's theme, which is just... If you, if you don't know the show, it's fine. But if you know the show, that's that's something that will fucking make you jump up. <laughs> yeah, it it's a pretty
0: it, it, like. And if you know it's coming as well, and then the dropped line in in um, uh, She-Hulk where she's in the in the breaks into the real world and breaks the fourth wall and is like, hey, when are the X-Men coming? And then gives thumbs yeah. up to the camera, and the Kevin Feige bot says that he can't tell her, um, you know, because they probably haven't figured it out. Uh, but so so what? What you, let's go one for one for one for one. We we'll go sip 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 sip. Sure. And you you do what you think, and I'll do what I think.
1: I will always say this for every uh, adaptation of of those characters. Um, you can do a lot of different things, a lot of different things, and a lot of unique things with the X Men. But I, I feel like the most important thing that that should be done is to not shy away from the struggle. Like, and Miss Marvel has that way they went into the the partition of India and Pakistan and they did that very well. Mm-hmm. I just, I hope that they don't shy away from the struggle and why the phrase mutant and proud means so much to a lot of people.
0: Yeah. So, you don't want it to, like, be, it needs to, to, to continue to hold weight, have the meaning that it has always had and continues to have in this world because it's interesting... You know, we've already set up there's there's gods and aliens and, and monsters and multidimensional beings and variants of people like if anyone's going to be if any society is going to be accepting of that which is other it's going to be the MCU uh, because there's so much of that going on ar- around them already like what is it about the mutant population that is going to continue to be a threat to people in the same way that it has you know in the comics where they're already in a world where all this fantastic shit happens so yeah I, I agree with that they need to keep the themes. They need to make sure that they're they're servicing the the not the fan base, but that they're servicing the the origin of the characters and 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 how they articulate problems in, a, in in an interesting way without again just shoving it down your throat.
1: Yep, absolutely. What's yours?
0: All right. What's well that was I'm agreeing oh, with you, okay. like, so that I'm, I'm gonna say that's mine too what's your number two
1: Um, yeah just one more point to add on to the last one is um, like I feel like they would they would benefit more if the X-Men was kind of or like just the arcs that they go on with the X-Men in mm-hmm. the MCU could cater to more adults than, than kids like like something like Dr Strange in the multiverse of madness in just the visuals could could be terrifying for a lot of kids,
0: yeah, yeah, very true, but I mean maybe that's that's a place where they can sort of lean a little bit more adult because the rest of the m c u is going towards children's stuff maybe maybe start making some x men stuff for people who are you know over the age of twelve
1: i don't know i'm I'm really open to a lot of things that th- that they might do, and I have faith <clears throat> in. Kevin Feige because he started with the X-Men
0: he did yeah absolutely he was um, uh, Avi Arad's co-producer right
1: yeah Avi Arad was co-producer that fucking idiot yeah
0: (laughs) the toy maker yeah (laughs) that's right he might be a nice guy I don't know
1: The, the, the most important thing is that they're faithful to these characters and they treat them with respect like someone like Logan who's been around for fucking 250 years mm. you can't just have him like you can't have him throw jokes and everything but you can't just have him do that every single time he's on screen like there i think everything i say would just go back to there has to be way to these to these characters and these stories
0: well i think it's uh you, you're right though i mean marvel's very much uh, uh guilty of that at the moment in that they just... It's all like that Joss Whedon that happened like kind of humor that's that's like wearing a little thin it worked in buffy but it's 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 kind of everybody sounds the same now there's no there's no real voices what you need is clear distinct voices for each character and also like in the movies give them all a reason why the problem is the problem you can't just be like we're all mutants and it sucks well why does it suck for you it sucks a roach because you can't have intimacy sucks for for wolverine because he feels like he can't get close to people emotionally um because he's going to outlive them uh you know like we said last time what does it feel like when you realize you're not aging what is it like to have voices in your head what is it like to always be covered in blue fur what is it like not to be able to look people in the eye like think about all these things um and 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 articulate them specific to each character i I agree with that yeah so that was like two and two again we did that again that was pretty good all what's your what's your last one do like a, who Who do you want to sort of have a bit of some fingers in this stuff? Like I know last we talked about Ryan Kugler maybe doing some mutant stuff, but I reckon he should probably have a rest and go and do some more interesting, not more interesting, do some other interesting stuff outside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, who, who would you like to see get up in it? <laughs> That's... So to speak, get all yeah. up in them X-Men.
1: I, I don't know. I think I have like two or three castings that I could go on though.
0: Go. Yeah, you do that and I'll do the filmmaker bit. Yeah. Um, Deal?
1: Sure. Yeah, as as much as there is buzz around this, I think Taron Egerton is the right guy for
0: Wolverine. If you're going a younger Wolverine, absolutely. He can still be older than the rest of them because Taron Egerton is in his 30s. He doesn't have to play a teenager. But yeah, I think he's 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 got the size, he's got the ferocity and he's definitely got the physique and he's a fucking great actor that's what you gotta do you gotta put good actors in these roles like most of the actors who are in the original series and in first class that that series of films are really good actors like think about this stuff
1: yeah um who else have you we seen wednesday
0: have i seen wednesday the 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 picture about the guy who wakes up and the beatles don't exist
1: no the, the netflix show wednesday about wednesday adams oh <laughs>
0: What am I thinking of yesterday? Yeah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen Tuesday? No, I haven't. Is that the movie where someone forgets all the Rolling Stones music? Idiot. No, I haven't seen Wednesday. Um, uh, uh, but I'm told it's good.
1: Uh, yeah, in, in that show there's uh, there's Christina Ricci who played Wednesday in the film. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I know Christina. Yeah, amazing actress.
1: Yeah, I feel like Anna Paquin would would do a like a really great Emma Frost. And have- so Anna
0: Paquin, you mean? You said Anna Paquin, then.
1: Yeah,
0: I know. Yeah, but what what's you were talking about? Christina Ricci.
1: Yeah, so like you know how she's in a she's in a show. Oh, okay, about... I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I I can dig on that. Yeah. Anna Anna Paquin. She's a she's a um a feisty blonde as well. Uh, if she's being she's playing Suki. Uh, yeah. I'm cool with that. Who give, give me one more, one more? Uh,
1: yeah. Shit, I gotta look up. Do you have any castings?
0: Because I gotta look up this last guy. Um John Cena is beast. John Cena's beast. Yeah. Just cover him in in, in blue fur? makeup yeah. and give yeah, him glasses cool. and, and and yeah. let him if you ever heard if you ever heard him talk, like just in interviews where he's not on. Yeah. He's very, very well spoken and eloquent. Just give him, you know, that. And then you don't have to fucking do any CG and stuff. The dude's a behemoth. Oh
1: shit. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And
0: also, he's John fucking Cena. Yeah. Like he's it is his time. You will get bums in seats if you put Cena in it. You yeah, know?
1: like have, have Beast like dropkick a guy every fucking film and just the crowd will go fucking mad.
0: Yeah, yeah. One or two. One or two dropkicks per picture. People will love it.
1: Yeah. Especially like like one or two is the max because Beast with all the things they they that, that he's that he is physically, he's not. He's not a guy that condones violence, like Wolverine might do sometimes. He's a very, yeah. He's a very diplomatic person.
0: He seems like a conscientious objector, like someone who 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 sees violence happen, but and 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 will will participate only in it as much as that it saves people. Um, yeah, is pacifist a pacifist pacifism's, which is which is a good way to be.
1: Which Is what
0: being a pacifist is a, is a, is a good mentality like sometimes you have to put your dukes up you know metaphorically and 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 um uh, actually uh physically but to go through life not wanting to commit violence or hateful acts against people is a good good way to be
1: right um, i'm not
0: sure if you heard on mic then my my tummy just went <laughs> Because it needs a food.
1: <laughs> um
0: be- I'm interested to see if that comes up on Mike.
1: Before before you said my tummy, you said uh cum. I just I can't I can't get that out of my head, no. My tum? No, you
0: said your cum. My cum. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> Jesus Christ, did I? Sorry everyone. <laughs> What you heard was my tummy, um, not my cum.
1: Yeah.
0: My cum is silent. <laughs> Sometimes I <we> go, black. <laughs>
1: um, yeah.
0: Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Did you keep, you got your last casting thing or are we just talking about tummies?
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, I sent you, um, I sent you a picture of, of the guy I want to, I want him to play Gambit. I can't pronounce his name again. This is like the second time I've brought up this guy. Um he's andres and i can't pronounce the last name so i'm not gonna oh yeah um but to anyone who who doesn't know who i'm talking about uh this is the guy who plays uh adult jonas in dark okay and uh he's a german actor and dark was in german but um i'm watching 1899 and he speaks english in that for a bit
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i did not know and i fucking freaked out (laughs)
0: Yeah. Cuz he
1: he's, he sounds immaculate and I feel like he has he has a depth that that a person like gambit does and with just gambit and him having a relationship with rogue as well. Yeah. Like both these these people like these very opposite people just attracting towards each other and then having the hard uh, Having the hard time of, you know, because Rogue goes through this every single time she, she catches feelings for anyone where she just, she just doesn't, she just doesn't have any, any confidence in herself that, that she'll be able to, because she's scared that she's going to hurt the people that she loves. Yeah. And just Gambit being the person who says that I, I just, I, I love you for who you are. And mm. I, I don't care what happens. And just... Because Gambit is also one of the most coolest X-Men ever, but he also is the is one of the most ruthless ones.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was like from New Orleans. He grew up as a thief. Like, he's going to have a bit of rough and tumble about him. As long as they put him in that head sock, I'm yes. pretty happy. Um, do it um, practical.
1: Yeah, right do it fucking practical. Let's not, let's not do the fucking blue thing that, that Kang had. Let's not
0: do that. Yeah, no. Let's 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 have an actual costume designed. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Well, my my final thing would be, um, you know, and you can call me woke if you want to. I don't really give a shit. In order to not better represent, but maybe having a bit more thought about re- representing these characters in the way that they should be, you need to have writers and directors and people behind the scenes who are people of color who are people of different different sexual denominations um, and you need to have women. Like it's just you, you need to give the opportunity to these people to tell these stories because they're going to be able to speak louder than some white dude. I'm sorry. It's just I'm all for giving everybody a shot at doing whatever they want to do creatively. But, you know, some lanes are full. Um, and some lanes aren't, and these lanes aren't full, and they can be filled with people who are going to be able to express and and uh, you know generate ideas around these themes that someone who is you know uh, uh, not does has never had to struggle with those kind of things may not understand fully, even if they are sympathetic to it, even if they're an ally. I, I just feel like new voices are ne- needed, and, and and now's the time. It's it's, it's the perfect opportunity. So just. Make some good decisions, Marvel. I'm, I'm. I. I bet that you will. I bet that you will.
1: Yeah. And like as you said, it's it's very true that if there's if there's a place to do it correctly, it's
0: this one. Yeah. Yeah. Even more so than than anywhere else, um, because this is where you get to talk about some real stuff, some actual, uh, the way that people live as opposed to, god, people flying around and taking over quantum realms and all that stuff. So. But um, but yeah, it's exciting. It's, it's going to be fun, whatever it is. I'm, I'm up for the X-Men in, in, in all of its forms. And uh, bring it all on, bring it all on. We hope you enjoyed chatting about the X-Men again for a final time. And over the last couple of months as we were doing the X-Men episodes, it really is uh, near and dear to mine and Addy's heart. I had a great time chatting about it. Um, but before we leave, we're going to do it one more time, one more round of X-Men questions. Do we have any X-Men questions?
1: We do, Well, before we get into questions, I want to, I want your opinion on uh, *New Mutants* because that's the film that doesn't get talked about.
0: Oh, the *New Mutants*! Yeah, the *New Mutants* was it was brand new. Um, you know, if you remove the X Men part of that, it's still pretty cool. Like, I, I like the idea of subverting genre and being like, this is this is almost a horror picture. Um, it looked really cool. Uh, there was some good. Um performances in there. I think it was, you know, aimed at a, a um, uh, like a, a what do they call it a stranger things audience? Like I don't think it was targeted at me specifically. Um, but yeah, I had a good time with it. How, how did you feel?
1: I, I really liked new mutants. I know a lot of people don't. Um I'm in a huge minority here, but mm-hmm. yeah, i I really do like the new mutants. like it has its flaws and everything. But just just seeing that in the under the umbrella of the last chapter of X-Men, yeah. the last chapter of X-Men films from Fox, um, at the end, it's about it's about these people that have different abilities and they accept each other and they become like family and they fight this this big evil. and they live on another day in hope for a better future. That's the thing that I got out of it. I I feel like a lot of X Men fans missed that.
0: Yeah, I, I it got because it got pushed back so often and pandemic or whatever. Right, it was I know it's had some trouble within its production stages and and and, and whatnot. But you know, it, it got just dumped on Disney Plus when they took over Fox, and no one really gave a shit. But it's well worth your time if you want to go and have a little look. And I think it's pretty quick as well. It doesn't doesn't take up too much of your night. Um, you know, just check out what might have been like we're going in a younger direction perhaps this is this might be more what it's going to look like in the future now that marble has the reins than 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 we think but yeah that's mutants mutants old and moo and uh, and now we can do some questions how many questions do we have
1: um we have 5
0: five questions here they come after the theme So here we are. X questions. They used to be questions, but now there's something else. Answers, perhaps. Anyway, it was a terrible joke. Maybe I'll cut that out. Nah, I'm all about transparency. Um, stop laughing. It was terrible. Oh, don't you enjoy that one? Oh, okay, good. Addy laughed. I'm, I appreciate that. He laughs silently, though, like Mutley the dog. What? You know Mutley? he just going to laugh silently. Like,
1: That's not silently.
0: <laughs> no, but like I can't do it silently. I had to make some noise. No, he laugh's going <laughs> like that. That's ugly.
1: Oh. oh, I used to do that. That used to be my laugh. And then my throat was so bad because of it that I can't do that anymore.
0: My my favorite laugh in the world is my business partner, Dan. The the, the other, the, the second half of Hit 66. He laughs on an in-breath like Jimmy Carr. So instead of going, ha ha ha, like that, like a laugh, he goes, like that. It's fucking hysterical. And he doesn't listen to this podcast, I don't think, because he's a very busy man. So he won't know that I'm making fun of him. But Dan, you laugh like someone kicking a hyena in the balls. (laughs) Or you sound like someone putting something up or indeed taking it out of a donkey. Okay. Yeah, let that one sit with you for a minute. <laughs> these aren't questions. These aren't answers. What are we doing? Let's let's go.
1: What character in the X-Men... What character... Sorry. Did you never pre-read these? Come on, man. No, I do. I just... <laughs> I stutter sometimes.
0: You get to the stage fright. Yeah, I get it. It's cool. I stutter um, all the time, too. Yeah,
1: question one. What character in the X-Men is the most... Okay, okay. Listen to me. This this English is fucking terrible, right? <laughs> what what, character what, character in the- what what character in the X Men is most like yourself?
0: Oh right, okay. Um.
1: Or which one do you relate to more?
0: Sure, probably. I'd like to say Wolverine because I'm old, but that's not the that's not the case. I don't relate to him at all. Probably Jean. You know, someone who is, you know, not to sound like a dickhead or anything, but someone who has a, a, an immense amount of power or at least a lot to give, but is stifled by their inability to, um, you know, control some of the voices in their head. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, understand what it's like to feel overwhelmed psychically. Uh, so, yeah, I would say probably, probably understand that. I mean, I'm not going to go... Ultrasonic and kill anybody yeah. and d- destroy planets or anything, but I I understand that that the that um you know being being a slave to all the all the things that your psyche tells you, whether it happens to be stuff about being a, a, a being from an interdimensional thing or whatever the fuck the phoenix is, or if it's just you know self doubt that kind of thing. So yeah, probably Gene. I also like redheads. I'm I'm not one, but I do like them.
1: Yeah, we both have that coming.
0: Yeah. My <laughs> wife's a redhead. She looks like, she looks like Poison Ivy. She t- deals a lot of plants, too. She's really good plants. It's amazing. Anyway, keep going. You'll go. Who do you... Well,
1: unfortunately, it's not Blood X, so...
0: Well, he's not one of the X-Men you've made that up. <laughs> Baby Blood Axe. Having a bit.
1: I'm going to do it one more time. <laughs> Hopefully.
0: But yeah, I can't wait.
1: Um... Yeah um I'm going to say rogue for yep. for all the reasons
0: for obvious reasons. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Intimacy, closeness um you know I totally get that man. And at least hey, if we're nothing if not honest on this podcast, so if that was too much of an overshare, you're listening to the wrong show. <laughs> Next,
1: um yeah. Do you all <laughs> It's y'all. So, do y'all have any comic, comic recommendations for X Men comics?
0: <sighs> um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, even though he's a fucking miserable piece of shit, Joss Whedon's astonishing X Men run is really good, particularly the first part of it, the first 12 issues is really great. Um, and uh, um, the Chris Claremont Days of Future Past is, is, you know, a high watermark too. X Men vs. Avengers by Brian Michael Bendis is is really good too. I read that recently. Um, you know, we're fucking everybody gets the the Phoenix power, which is pretty incredible and um and yeah grant morrison's new x-men run from the early 2000s is super interesting and 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 really powerful by the time frank quietly kind of comes off it mark silvestri comes on you could you could feel grant morrison getting tired and he's even talked about it he was like i was locked in for six more months and yet i wanted to go and start my my um dc contract so he kind of dropped the ball a little bit but that's you know that is the way that people see X Men now, the the modern version of it, and it's really, really leans hard into all the themes that we've been talking about. So that would be there would be my recommendations. Yeah,
1: yeah, I would say X Men versus the Avengers as well, because that's just yeah. it is. It's one crazy event.
0: It is, yeah, and it's it's really well realized, and I, I like seeing the X Men and the Avengers work together as well. It's 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 a you know those two teams have have great sort of. Because they're kind of they're almost the antithesis of each other. Like they're not, they're, they don't really. One's a super team that's kind of c- celebrities and all this yeah. shit. And then one of them is this little group of people who are just trying to fucking help themselves out and help the people around them out as opposed to, you know, flag wavers. So yeah, I would I would agree with that.
1: I'm going to say the Phoenix saga. The Dark Phoenix yep. saga, sorry.
0: Yep. And yep, you, the OG.
1: you don't even have to buy a comic book because it's novelized apparently. Which I just found out like a few days ago.
0: Yeah, I don't know. If you're gonna kind of read that, read the comic. Like, don't. No, no, well, then again, hang on. That's that's not fair. If you if you prefer novels, then yeah, probably a good move. But I, I feel like that story benefits from visual stimula.
1: Absolutely.
0: The question number three.
1: If Michael Giacchino directed an X Men film adapted from an X Men comic, what would you hope he'd do?
0: Based on Werewolf by Night. Like, yeah. they, based on that kind of aesthetic. The origin of Mr. Sinister, like I was talking about before. Yeah. Um, that'd be really cool. Do it like a Jack the Ripper kind of story.
1: Out of the origin of Beast.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that might be, like, um, a little on the nose, considering you just did a werewolf picture, but I get why why you would say that. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Beast and Mr. Sinister.
1: Or, fuck everything. Have Michael G... I know this is not your question, but we answered yours, and now this is mine. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Um, Take it.
1: Fuck it. Have Michael Giacchino uh, direct the X-Men show that I'm pitching, which is uh, Rogue and rogue and Gambit love story, but then they find out that they're in this bubble that Gene has created and they have to get out of it and save all the X-Men.
0: Yeah, it's like normal people slash WandaVision. I dig it.
1: Yeah, that's a good And co- let them
0: fuck. Let them Fuck. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's the X-Men. You keep we, on the we, head sock. We, we're dealing with adults, so yeah. 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 Let them fuck. I dig it. Also,
0: awesome. let, it, let it happen. Um, w- yeah, right
1: on. Vision and uh, Normal People, that's a good comparison. I'm stealing that. I had never yeah, thought okay. about
0: that. All yours, mate. I've got all these all these ideas. I've got, I've got oodles of them, mate. They're coming out of me holes. All me holes have got ideas coming out of them, so you could have as many of them as you would like. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just tell you something me me and me and my wife or my future wife? We have a really funny like relationship we're just we like we're best mates so we we just talk shit all the time like we just talk you know nonsense to each other and last night we were in bed laughing at how funny the word diarrhea is <laughs> like she just shouted that i've got diarrhea she's got diarrhea and 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 i was like you're the one who's got it and like just being silly and then laughing at how funny that word is like diarrhea is not funny at all under any circumstances you know it's it's horrible but just that's the kind of ridiculousness that i'm talking about she makes me like this it's it's on her it's on her honestly she's if she was you know normal i would be too (laughs) Anyway, enough about things coming out of people's holes and diarrhea. You can have that idea is the point. Um, what's question number four, buddy?
1: Which one? The holes coming out of... What? The things coming out of the holes? That's the idea?
0: That's... No, the other one. The, oh, the, the okay. One and the normal people. And diarrhea as well. You can have that idea as well. I just came up with it just now. Ridiculous. <laughs> diarrhea the podcast. Unbelievable.
1: I'm sorry. Like
0: We're devolving again. <laughs>
1: The other day, a friend of mine asked me, "What's what's the most craziest thing, or like, how would you like to die?" And I'm bringing this up because Jesus,
0: it's, okay. I'm
1: bringing this up because it's related to diarrhea. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> I said I would like to go out shitting myself, but not shitting all my organs out, just just uncontrollable shit.
0: <laughs> Why? Of all the things, of all the possible ways that you could go, skydiving, hit by a bus, the pufferfish that you're not supposed to eat part of, but then you accidentally eat that part of it and then you blow up, um, uh, you know, uh, pushed in front of a train, a uh, 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 um, splinter gets infected and you have to be ampued and then and then more and then the other one is the phoenix comes down and turns you into ash. All of those, no, but shitting your pants to death. Yeah. Amazing.
1: Like, I imagine myself, like on a fucking field just covered with shit. <laughs> <'Cause>
0: I- <laughs> Congratulations, that's the weirdest thing you've ever said.
1: That's not. <laughs> we both that's know that's not-, not.
0: That's probably not it. <laughs> I would like to go out, um, uh, you know, having intercourse. I think that'd be a be pretty traumatic for the person that you're with, but that'd be a pretty good way to go. They call that recycling. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's a, that's a Richard Pryor joke. I'm not going to claim, state claim to that gag. That's Richard Pryor, my main man. Anyway, <laughs> talk about a fucking tangent, the podcast. What the fuck is question number four? If it doesn't have anything to do with diarrhea, I'll be very surprised.
1: Yeah. See, it happens with Q&A every time.
0: Yeah, we, d- we tend to drift from the topic, <laughs> which was x pen you know,
1: oh god, so, what the fuck! I think
0: people expect this this level of buffoonery from us at this point, um, anyway.
1: Which is good. Yeah. Who would be some great composers for an X Men theme?
0: Giacchino would be great. Yeah. We just we just talked about him, you know, and if he's doing doing double duty, I think the X the original X Men theme is pretty fucking great. The John Ottman score.
1: Yeah, that's that, um, that's that's a really really amazing one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I I dig that a lot.
1: I would also say Hans Zimmer. Just get him to do an X-Men one. He's done Superman, which is fucking well, amazing. Well, he did, he
0: did Dark Phoenix.
1: That film has no X-Men score in it.
0: No, it doesn't. It doesn't have any themes. No, not really. Um, I think it's a good score, though. Especially, you can listen to, like, the demo version of it, which is really cool.
1: Yeah. Also, when you say themes, you mean as in music themes, not
0: actually. Yeah, as in themes for characters and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you know, you, the character comes on screen and they have a bit, little bit of a score going on. That or... um uh. Uh, James Newton Howard, the guy who works with M Night Shyamalan all the time, like his score for Unbreakable is one of the, my top five favorite scores. So yeah, I'd, I'd go, I'd go them.
1: Number five. This one's not actually for the X Men, but since we're okay. since we're in this time, I'm gonna do it. Um, we're
0: here. Why not?
1: Yeah. What's your pick for uh, best picture?
0: Diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> what's my pick for diarrhea? Diarrhea. Here I go again. That's not the song. Um, my best picture for the Awards. That could the Academy be the song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty... Sure. Diarrhea, here I go again. That's got to be a parody. That's got to be a Weird Al Yankovic parody. Um,
1: yeah, what's... Never get
0: you a diarrhea. What, what, what's, what's nominated? Okay, so it's All Quiet on the Rest in Front. Top Gun, Maverick, Women Talking, Everything Everywhere, All at Once, Banshees of Sharon Triangle, Triangle of Sadness, The Fabelmans, Avatar, Elvis and Tar what do i think will win or what do i want to win
1: all right so we can do this you can go what what's your pick and what will win like
0: okay yeah yeah i, I think everywhere uh, everything everywhere all at once will win um and i think that either tar or Banshees of assurance should win like that they would be my picks but i think everything everywhere all at once probably
1: Interesting. what about you yeah mine's a weird one mine is um, my pick is everything, everywhere, all at once. But I yeah. think what will win is the Fablesman. You think? I do. It, because yeah, I don't know. I... It's been it's been nominated for like best editing, director, sound. Yeah, but that
0: doesn't mean anything anymore because the ever last... since they went to ten films as opposed to five, that's that's gone out the window. The theory that whatever wins, you know, heaps of stuff will win best picture. Like fucking La La Land didn't win anything. Not La La Land. Sorry. Um. Uh, the one that won the year that La La Land was was oh, won like Moon- director Moonlight? and screenplay. Yeah, Moonlight won. And same with fucking um, the one that happened. I think it was the year after. Oh, uh, Green Book. Yeah,
1: Green Book and Parasite. Okay, yeah, yeah,
0: okay. And last year, Coda won. Like no, no. no I think the only other uh, like award they got was best um, supporting actor. You know, I just I, I think that 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 way of thinking about it doesn't work anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I get you.
0: But you might be right. I mean, I'd be happy for Spielberg to win. Like it's probably his the, the final picture that'll get nominated for. I can't imagine his Bullet sequel will be, you know, nominated for Academy Awards.
1: Hey, we never know. He might he might team up with Peter Jackson again to do a Tintin sequel, and that might win fucking everything and be the f- fingers crossed and be like the animated film that gets fucking best picture after Beauty and the Beast because we I we can we,
0: cer- I certainly hope so. desperately need that so. now. <laughs> yeah. I completely agree. Well, there you go. That's it, everyone. Thanks so much for coming along this, this X journey with us. Um, we hope you enjoyed yourselves. Uh, do follow, like, subscribe, all that stuff, rate and review on Amazon music, Spotify, fucking everywhere else. YouTube. What's the other one that we're on as well that I forget about all the time? Our Google podcasts, Google podcasts, all those good places, wherever you get fine podcasts. Um, we truly do appreciate it. Addie I love you, mate. You're 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 ecstatic.
1: I was do and the I'm voice, and to now be, I'm yeah. laughing, and I can't do the voice. You're
0: going to do little baby blood acts. <laughs> That's our spin-off show. I love you too, baby I like how it's taken like the better part of twenty six episodes in a full year for you to do voices. Like I've been doing it since day one. Thank you for stepping up, my friend. I'm not good at
1: it. So I just do blood axe. I
0: beg to differ. Everybody send Addy a message and tell him how good his baby blood axe voice is. And then then maybe we'll get a flurry of fucking impressions and shit. And one day I won't even come on and he'll just do an impression of me. It'll be Addy doing me and him. Like fucking listening to Seth MacFarlane do everybody from (laughs) Family Guy all at once. But that's it. Thank you so much for listening. And remember...
1: Be amazing and stay safe.